Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Tristcast. I am your host, Tristan Dario, and I invite you to sit back, relax, catch a vibe, and enjoy the show. Hey, y'all, take a moment before you get settled. Follow the Tristcast and leave a rating. All right, I'll see you in today's episode. Peace. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of the Tristcast. I hope everyone is doing well today. Hope everyone's Memorial Day weekend went well and got to spend Memorial Day out in the sun, enjoying good food, and enjoying their own kind of time, how they choose to do it. Me and myself spent time with family. Family was in town. We finished up work over the weekend and we were able to relax for the week. And it felt rather good. It felt good to sit back, relax, you know. It was a good time to just be in nature and enjoy everything that is around us, you know. But um, besides that, it was very tiring, brutal, you know. Not brutal, but it was just productive and fulfilling. Felt very good. The sleep I was getting was top tier for sure. But um, I had an incredible conversation Memorial Day over the topic of conditioning, our emotions. I was rather angry this past weekend. I was, I was, there was a day where I was just very involved in the emotion of anger and it was really getting to me. And so I was like, you know what? That's inspiring. Let's 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 talk about that. Let's talk about how, you know, it can be so difficult to release anger, especially when, you know, some of us may not even like it when we're angry, but we have to recognize that in life we are going to experience all emotions, no matter if we like them or not. And as a person who struggles with, you know, I, you know, growing up or just in recent conversations I've had with other people, you know, I used I used to tell people, I don't like it when I'm angry. I don't like getting angry. I don't like being mad. I don't like that feeling because I I think in at least recently when I've been putting time into understanding these emotions and acknowledging them, I was recognizing, you know, I felt embarrassed or I felt ashamed that I was the one getting mad and it wasn't even over like someone doing anything to me it was more so I was mad that and this is a conversation that we have and I was mad that I was not in control of something that I wanted to be in control of and because I did not have control over it I was getting very upset about it and I was just like, this doesn't feel good. This isn't cool. I don't like this. I want to be in control. I want to do it in my time the way I want to do it. And as I've had to give the advice to others, I had to listen to my own advice and I had to really think about it. And there's things that I do to help release 
feelings that aren't serving me, especially when I'm holding on to an emotion. You know, I've been trying to study how I can release after acknowledging my emotions because in a means of strengthening our mindfulness and having strength over our minds, even our feelings, it's it's hard. It's going to be difficult. It's a journey that takes a huge chunk of time to continue to strengthen and to build upon. And when I was so mad and I was trying to realize what is going on with me, why I'm allowing this anger to be so, you know, it's taking up so much of my day. It's taking so it's taking up so much of how I was feeling rather than just letting go, releasing it and just allowing things to go to ease and just flowing with it. And not being in control of something and constantly wanting to be in control of something that will lower the ability to really take the adventure and see what you can create. And having to put yourself into a situation that's going to invite and even invoke you to, you know, open your mind to new ways that you could do what you're trying to do or complete a task or get started on a new project. It's supposed to, when you, we're in control of things happening and they're going exactly the way they're supposed to, and they don't really have any sort of flexibility, that's not inviting our creativity to do it in a different way or to try something new that could really take us and show us what more we have the capability to actually produce or to receive or so on. So as I continue and I do this, it's it's a reminder that we're going to have these times where we're going to get angry. It's just about how how we can work through it. And because I was this mad and I was trying to work through it and I didn't realize it or realize how I could release it until later into the day, more like into the night right before bed, I realized, you know, it's, it is it is the practice of letting go. It is the practice of recognizing the emotion we have, feeling it, and then letting it go. Understanding that we cannot run away from these feelings and that we're going to feel them. It's the importance that we do feel them, but let them, re- not even let, release them in a better term of way of saying it, release them. After you feel that emotion. So in my case, I was mad all day. And then when I finally lay down and I was just sitting there, everything in my mind was reminding me as to why or it was reminding me what I had to do was just sit back and breathe and understand that though I'm not in control of it, that just means I have to be able to to release, let go of the fact that I'm not in control, let go of the fact that I'm going to have to take it from a different direction or take it in a different way and try to build upon that. Whether it's good, bad, or whatever, it's 
This is a situation or an experience that teaches me how I can grow better, stronger, in a means of being able to hold back a reaction towards an emotion or something that happens. So when I'm mad, instead of expressing that anger to everyone and anyone around me, more so just understanding I am angry, I am mad, I'm fe- not even I am. I keep recognizing I'm saying it like that. And I've been trying to work on it myself. I am feeling mad right now. I'm feeling angry right now. And though I am feeling it, I can release it. And there's this practice I do I do, and that I've done. And that is you touch an area on your body or even hug yourself. And you let out a sigh. And that releases uh, chemicals like dopamine. And it releases... The chemicals you need to give you that relief, to de-stress you, to lower all of that energy that's going on inside of us that is causing all this, you know, war happening in our minds or war that's happening in our bodies, you know. We can be so mad that everything around us, we just want to crush it all with our bare, bare hands. But being able to sit back, sigh, let out what we need to let out and then just breathe and just understand that though we're not in control or though we are feeling this emotion, we are capable of moving on from it and we can move on to the next because we are going to have a different thought and a different emotion within five, 10 minutes from now or an hour from now. The day will not, the day can be amazing and we can have a great day But that doesn't mean that we're going to fluctuate in emotions and feelings and what we're thinking about on the scale of the day. So I just think that's a topic, you know, a subject on something where putting more effort into acknowledging our emotions, not letting them, you know, flare around and allow that to go just anywhere, but being able to recognize when we are feeling something And then making the conscious effort to die down and just release it and understand that though this is what I'm feeling in this moment, it does not have to be my emotion all day. It does not have to impact my day. Wasn't that that day was a bad day? It wasn't a bad day at all. I was very productive. I got a lot of work done. I was able to help my family and it felt good. It felt fulfilling. I just wanted to get other work done and I was so mad that I... I was mad because I was scared that I wasn't going to get it done or get it done in a way that I wanted to get it done. And that's what was affecting me. And because I realized that at the end of the day, I got to save the rest of my day. I got to save it and just be like, you know what? Now I recognize what I was feeling, what I was going through. It's okay. I have the ability to do better tomorrow. And that's the conscious effort. That is choosing to put effort in to make the next day better or to look at it from a different perspective rather than going at it the same place that I was in or not realizing that there was some place in what I was feeling that I could grow from. And I think that's what is an incredible thing to think about when we are trying to acknowledge our emotions and you know seek the growth that we have within ourselves to do that. And Though that is going to be hard, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not going to be worth it and does not mean that it's not impossible to achieve as long as we make the conscious effort to do so.
And not only was I having a good conversation on the topic of acknowledging our emotions, I was also um, introduced to someone outside of our family, someone who is good friends to my family, and we got into conversation on why we do certain things or how we act in certain situations when it comes to our adult life and stuff like that, depending on how we were raised and what kind of family we come from. And I've spoken a little bit about what I come from and what was conditioned into me as a child and stuff like that. But the topic we were talking about was not judging someone based on their past. And I thought that was a very, very, you know, enlightening conversation because I think we, from time to time, especially from what we hear from other people, people who say they know individuals, they're like, no, don't be around that person. I don't like that person. That person has bad vibes, stuff like that. And also, and it's more so giving a person the opportunity, you know, just giving them the benefit of the doubt giving them a chance just because they're being singled out by everyone and everyone's saying, no, don't go to that person. That person's weird or that person's not cool or that person's not, you don't want to be around that person. Not choosing to not listen to those kind of things about people and just giving people the benefit of the doubt. And because you don't know what this person could be going through and choosing to give them a chance anyway could really brighten where they might be on their own path. And the idea of listening to just anyone about what they could be, you know, just listening to just anyone about what they think of other people and why no one should give their time to other people, you know, that's not a valid reason unless there is an actual reason deciding why someone should not be spoken to or or if someone really, really, really has a reason strong enough to do that. But in the end of it all, if we just listen to what other people feel about certain people and we don't give ourselves to people think about what you could do in another person's life and think about the uniqueness of this person and what they might be who they might be as an individual because there's other people that are just choosing not to be around them you know most of the time it's because people aren't at the same vibration and they don't understand why a person is being their authentic self because half the time People just don't want to be open to people who are just being themselves because there are mostly people who are just trying to pretend to be someone else and not be who they really are because they don't love who they are yet. But really, you know, when you're looking at these people that are being, you know, pushed to the side and they're the underdog because people don't want to like them for some specific reason, you can choose to be like, you know, I'm giving this person the benefit of the doubt. I want to give them a chance and I want to see why it is that people don't want to be around them. And then you could find out that these people are, you know, very strong within themselves and they are just taking on what they love and they are pushing to achieve their own dreams and they're putting themselves first and they are doing what they love 
You know, people are so quick to judge. People choose not to be curious on people and they just want to judge the people they see just on the way they look or certain things that they say and how they act. People don't even realize that that can truly impact a person on who they are unless they are completely, you know, confident within themselves. The people who've done the work to be confident within themselves, that they don't need other people in their life and then that they're not going to be they're not going to be affected if someone is trying to enter or leave their life based on what their opinions are of the person. I think when we are trying to meet new people and we're trying to open ourselves up to individuals who could potentially teach us something incredible, not even about ourselves, but about them or about life in a different perspective, I think that's an incredible opportunity into completely push it aside based upon what people think or feel about a specific person that's just you know if we fell into that we would be doing ourselves a disservice by not going after the opportunity of meeting someone new all because the people that we have been around are saying don't go near that person don't don't put yourself around that person unless that person did something valid enough for someone to not be around them I wouldn't listen to that kind of you know gossip I wouldn't listen to that I'd say you know for you to be sitting here in front of me to tell me not to hang out with a person because it's what you don't like or they do something that you don't understand that's that's you are gossiping to get other people on your side because you still have not gotten to the place that that person probably did And it just makes you look at it from a different perspective on where other people are on their journey compared to others who are just trying to continue to repeat cycles because they're too afraid to actually acknowledge what they're going through, what is happening in their lives, how they've been impacted. And that goes into the topic of the conditioning we receive when we're kids because when we're kids, we... Are autom- we are watching and listening to what our parents and our guardians, parental guardians are, you know, putting down on us. What their values are, what they feel is weird or what they feel is right, what they feel is wrong. That goes into us and we condition our, we get conditioned into believing certain things and how things are and how things need to be. Which is why I am so... That's why I am so persistent on the topic of breaking down your morals or your values, really aligning yourself to what it is you believe in, how you want to carry yourself, and and really finding what your values are and how your morals will go into your daily life and your social life. But when you're a kid, you're going to be conditioned. So there are some people who grow up in environments where, oh, you can't be around people who are a part of the LGBTQ community because they're wrong. Because say you grow up in a very traditional home where it's not understood or even not even understood, but because it's not filled with compassion in the regard of just love is love and people love themselves as they want or as they choose or any of the mix it's it's basically 
you are conditioned to believe what the people before you believe and what they want you to believe. And then as you grow in age and the things you see and how you choose to educate yourself, you come to realize what you agree with, what you resonate with, what you are aligned with, and what you are not. And because of the conditioning we receive as children and in our childhood, it can be difficult for some to have to break that down and have to recondition themselves, creating new habits, creating new ways of thinking, opening our minds up to the idea that things are not exactly the way they seemed when we were kids and they are not exactly the way that they were pushed on to us as children. One thing that I used to hear a lot growing up was they're going to start putting, and these are not my words, but this is what I would hear along my childhood, but they want to force the gay community on people. They're going to desensitize us to it. So then it just becomes normal. You know, you could say that about pretty much anything in life. Anything that didn't make sense at a time could be said that way. But when you grow up and when you choose to be more loving and compassionate and you see it from a different perspective, you realize, no, that's not the case. These people just want to love who they want to love. And these people just want to be accepted as they are. These people don't care about anything else except just living their lives as they are, as they want to be. And without anyone's point, like without anyone's second hand of approval or anyone's two cents about it if I want to go and do this if I want to do that if this is how I want to express myself if this is who I want to be if if this is who I'm in love with it should not matter it should not be taught on to people making people think that this is bad all because it doesn't make sense or it does not correlate to a book that they've been reading I think people are so What's up, guys? Wanted to take a quick moment and invite you to leave a comment on today's episode. Tell me something about yourself or tell me something about today's episode that you enjoyed. Peace. So involved into their own ideas on how things are because it was taught on to them that it needs to stay that way. And... What's happening in Florida right now in the in the means of books and information that can educate people being taken out of libraries, taken out of public schools because families are choosing to be like, no, I don't want my kid reading this and that means no kid should read this. I think that's just wrong. I saw an incredible tweet or post on Instagram the other day that said... One parent should not be able to be in control of everyone's kids on what they get to read and what they don't get to read. You are a parent if you are a parent and your child reads a book that you don't want them reading. Your choice is to not allow them to read it, but you do not have the right nor power to take that opportunity from anyone else and to say that that is not good information for anyone to read especially on the topics of culture, religion, ethnicity. It does not matter. You are not in control of that. There are people who don't even get to read books based upon their own anatomy, 
because people think it's wrong. Kids shouldn't read it. It's not right for kids. All because their kid read it and they think no one else should. That's wrong. That is false. Everyone should have equal opportunity and equal access to education and to getting information that not only will benefit them, but teach them information that they need so that they can carry themselves better or so then they can be properly educated so then they are not ignorant and become bigots like the people before us, the people who are not interested in learning, the people who are not interested in reading the real culture and history of where we come from, who is getting affected and who is not. There are people who do not want to take accountability on the fact that they have the means to help out others. They have the means to give people equal opportunity and access to education. But because they think it's just wrong by what was taught onto them, they are the ones who are in control of who gets to read it. I I just believe that if you truly think that people shouldn't have access to information based upon anatomy, religion, culture, ethnicity, what has happened in history of the United States or in other countries around the world. You're wrong for that. You are trying to cancel out who gets educated and who chooses to educate themselves on what is interesting to them. In my opinion, that's wrong. Everyone should have access to the information Regardless, unless it is it is your child and you don't want them reading it, that is your that is all you. You're more than welcome to do that, especially if it's your child. But never try to say that you are the one who gets to say everyone misses out or loses that opportunity to education. I I've heard that now also this is a completely different topic, but I heard this this past week. And it was, nowadays, schools in the Midwest, kids can pass um, their, pe- alright, kids can now pass classes with a D, and it is no longer A's, B's, or C's. And I'm sure it was a, at a time where it was only A's and B's, and you don't pass with a C, but as I was in school, even now in college, you pass with a C. You pass with a C plus. And to hear that there are high schools, elementary schools that are passing kids with D's, I'm just saying, I'm just starting to see how that's going to start lowering people who, it's going to start taking kids out of having the accountability or not putting the accountability on themselves to actually put in the effort to learn and to do well in school. And I think that is a problem, especially for the next generation of children who are going to be an added benefit to this cause of change if they are not properly educated and they are allowed to move on with certain grades that just are not acceptable for passing, then it's going to lead them to not be, you know, the individuals we need and. I could be wrong for saying that, but I believe that there needs to be more accountability. We don't take away accountability. We give accountability to the kids who are not putting in enough effort, who are not putting in their best ability, at least to get a C, to hold them accountable enough to actually try to get the information. I wasn't the best in school myself, 
But, you know, I still worked my ass off. And I think that's what we need. We need kids who are interested and intrigued by what they are learning and what they want to learn. I think kids should have more access to arts and how to find more, you know, curriculum in what is going to be resonating with them and what they want to learn you know kids who want to do more theater or want to do art or learn more foreign languages do something that's going to lead them to knowing more stuff outside of school so once they are in college or in their adult years at all they have a proper understanding of what they need I've seen it several times you know the school or the education system is still going at a it, the education system is the same system that was used when it originally started to form factory-like workers. Workers who are, you know, who can follow instructions. Workers who are set to work from an eight-hour schedule and do that. They just want to keep building people who are going to join the workforce and not inviting people to go into what makes them feel happy and what makes them, you know, excited, what brings that feeling of being alive into their hearts. It's because they are not they're not putting in steps for kids to find joy, joy and enjoyment in what they're learning. And I think that is a problem. I don't have all the answers for the educational system, but I think it is something to talk about. I think it is important that we find a means to build and to build this stronger for kids that are coming and going out of college or going into high school the next generation is going to be the next form of change are we going to go backwards or are we going to try to move forwards because if we're allowing kids to just move forward with you know not satisfactory grades and they're not actually having accountability they're not taking accountability on their work that's not going to lead in a positive direction that's going to lead to less educated individuals ignorance being more so you know being pushed out so then i think it is something that needs to be talked about more if the education system does not work, if people are not taking accountability and trying to put in more effort, then we're going to lead into a direction that's going to repeat a cycle where no one is gaining the education they need, no one is actively putting in the effort to learn, and people are... It's actually the fact that, you know, you hear more kids saying they hate school and you hear less kids that are excited about it and excited to learn, and that's a problem. We need people who are excited to learn, people who want to hear more information and gain knowledge and wisdom on how they can move forward and even just knowledge on the courses of, like, in the means of what they want to do. If kids don't know what they want to do in, in the means of what they like and... If they're not getting the proper education, they're not going to learn just the basic concepts of what they need. And that's a problem. It's going to take people who care about the education system and it's going to take, you know, people who want to change the system into something better. Something that's going to 
invite kids to go into parts of, you know, curriculum that are going to be subjects that they enjoy, something that's going to invite them to invite their creative side. Because, you know, we need to be more creative in our means of teaching and we need to be creative on how we're going to put that into the system. And I think kids should be able to have access to expressing their creativity more because I feel like not a lot of people have that opportunity. And I feel like because of the way that the system has been running since it was made, only for people to just be, you know, rule following robots, autonomous workers who are just going to do what they need to do for eight hours of the day, go home, come back the next day, do it all over again. I think that that is not the way that we need it. We need more people who want to put more of their own unique characteristics and their and their own character traits into the system, into, you know, our society. I think we need people who can truly be themselves and inviting that confidence into one another and putting that into the next generation of children who are learning now, not giving them the opportunity to just be like, you know what, I can get a D and I can move on to the next grade. That's cool with me. I'm happy with that. No, we should make, we, we want kids to be excited to learn and to be educated. We don't want to take books away from children. So then they don't have a means of actually knowing the information out there. We don't want kids to be ignorant to the actual real history that is around. And we have people who are making, you know, platforms that have vetted individuals a part of the platform to put in real validated information that can educate people on what is real, what is true, not just conglomerate corporations that just say, I'm going to give you this money and I need you to write this down, put it out there and I want you to run it this way. We need people who want to get the truth out there. We want people who who build their own lives around their truths, who are trying to be themselves wholeheartedly, authentically, and truly seeking the love in everything that they have in this world. People who know the basic concepts that they need, the fundamental concepts they need for when they get out and into their adult life, people who know how to do taxes, people who know about loans, people who know about financial security, people who know about the important factors of the world, not just people who can say, yeah, I'm out of school, now I have to get to work because that's how it's traditionally done and that's how it needs to be. I think that it can adapt. I think that it can be better and I think it can form into a better means for the society. I think as our world progresses, we either have a choice to keep shit going in the same direction as it always has, always has, or we can truly start implementing new means and new ways that will invite children to be excited for school, to ex- to be excited for learning. You know, you will have your core classes, but inviting like new classes that can. And this goes into the whole aspect of teachers need to be paid more because, you know, states don't even pay teachers enough for that kind of effort of teaching and all that too and that's a different topic for a different day but I hope to have someone in the education system who can actually you know put out information like this so then we can have better means and a better capability of 
pushing better ways for kids to learn and to be educated. No one should have any access of education taken away from them all because one parent says that's not good. That needs to change. No one should have that. I think that is very, 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 um, uh, the term is, you know, that's very extreme. That's extreme for someone to say that they don't like it. They don't want their kid reading it and they don't want anyone else reading it. They don't want anyone else having access to it. You know, to me, that is bad news because when people start trying to get in control of what you're reading and how you're getting educated, that's control on who knows information and who doesn't know information. And whoever has that control is really going to be the ones who get their way. That's what I, that's, that's how it really gets shown to me is these people will truly know how they can get their own intentions out there and they can get whatever they want to happen. But, um, I thought that these were topics that were really important to talk about today because, you know, when we're thinking about the next generations to come or when we're thinking about having to recondition ourselves from what is taught onto us, you know, it's really not easy, though we have the capability of joining together or we have the capability of rebuilding ourselves how we want to be rebuilt, though we shouldn't have had to. But because of this, dif- because of the dysfunctions that go on in our lives and what happens, you know, we're always going to have to go into a direction that's going to have to build upon ourselves. Though it's going to be hard, though it's going to be tedious, you know, it is important to do and it is important that we do not let go of it. And as much as it can be hard to do something and sit down and get something done, um, this may be completely off topic, but this is something that needs to come out. It's We can be struggling inside so much about what we want to do and what we're doing and we could have so much doubt that maybe it's not worth it nothing is worth it we should just give up now I want you all to know that we cannot give up because the second we give up is the second that the people win over us and we cannot allow that to happen we need to continue to fight and keep putting in the effort keep working toward it because whether or not it's easy whether or not it happens in our lifetime or what, if we can instill these concepts into people, it will continue to go on and the fight will keep going on. And I believe as much as, as long as the light keeps fighting, the darkness has no capability of winning. That's just my opinion on that. I, uh, I choose to not let my voice die. I choose to keep pressing forward even if it's difficult even if I don't know what to say even if I don't know what to do I have to just do it because if I don't do it I'm going to be more upset with myself that I didn't do it and no one's going to be able to be there to tell me Tristan you know it's okay because no one can tell me it's okay for giving up I cannot give up because if I do give up I'm failing and that goes for everyone who's choosing not even choosing anyone who is struggling with the fight between to keep going and to give up, you are still pushing forward. If you are pushing forward and you are choosing not to give up, then you obviously can feel that there is something worth fighting for and there is still something in you that you cannot give up on. And I am right here beside you. I stand with you. 
Because no matter if we understand what it is we have to do, even if we aren't even happy with what we're putting out or what we're doing, even if we feel like we are not completely able to speak on a topic, if we feel that way, one way or another, the information will come into our life, we will become better educated, and we have the opportunity to educate ourselves. We just have to sit down, put in the effort, and it'll be okay, we'll do it. And instead of putting kids in a situation where they can continue to say, I hate school and no one holds anyone accountable, no one puts in the effort because they don't know what to do, no one's getting paid enough, we cannot think about factors that we cannot control. We have to think about the factors that are going to help the next generation so that they have a means of getting farther than us because we may not even make it as far as they may. I've said it before and I'll say it again. All the hairs on our head are counted the day we're born. We have time on this world, on this planet, in this world. We have time to use. And if we're using it to make change, if we're using it to use our voice and to spark change or to talk about a subject that can form into change, then we must do it. And that means even talking about the things that are uncomfortable, even talking about the things that we may not necessarily have all the facts on. I may not have all the facts, but this mean that also means I have the capability of educating myself more and finding that ability to learn so then I can educate myself, not only educate myself, but educate others and be able to show the information that I have found or even be able to speak on it more because I nonetheless educated myself. Thank you all for being here with me today. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for being here with me. I, I'm very grateful and I'm thankful. And though this may be, you know, a turbulent time and though this may be a time where there's a little bit confusion within me, I still have the capability of pushing through and, Though it may not make sense at this current moment right now for me, I, um, I'm going to keep on going because if I don't keep going, I won't truly find out what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. And I think this is pushing into the right direction because I can be constantly afraid of the direction I'm going in. I can constantly, I can choose to be afraid and to choose to let that fear drive how I choose to respond and act on my stuff. And you know, that's the topic from earlier in the episode. I I can be so angry that things aren't going my way or the exact way that I wanted to go. And I can be so scared that I'm not getting it done the way that I'm supposed to be getting it done. But holding on to that is not going to help me at all, except it will oppositely just hold me in place in a place that I don't want to be. And I want to grow, I want to change, and I want to be able to be the best possible version of myself, even if that means I have to go through the awkward phase. Awkward phase sucks sometimes, but the awkward phase also leads us into our best place. So, I'm happy I get to do it here. I'm happy I get to do it with the community that's forming. I'm happy I get to do it with a a community of people that understand and see me as this is. And also agree in the topics that I speak on. And 
with that, I would like to say, I hope you all have a wonderful morning, a wonderful afternoon, a wonderful evening, and a wonderful night. Peace.